Welcome to American Redemption, the show where the next generation of American patriots learn to fight back in America's toughest cultural battles. All right, everybody, we are back. Kevin, number one, is back for our first ever second appearance on the podcast. It's an honor to be here, Andrew and Stephen. We're glad to have you back. Yeah, it's good to be number one. You earned it. You earned it. <laughs> oh, All right. Everyone got their got their coffee, got their water. Oh, got really? Black got a lot of coffee. You got your black coffee coming? Well, no, I have uh I got a little bit of oat milk in here. Oat milk? Why do you think <laughs> oat milk? No, I, I have I regular have, milk. It's okay. I love black coffee. I'm a black I'm you know, my dad always told me you have to drink coffee black. But I, I drink realized, black coffee. Yeah, if I have milk or even just black coffee, I'll be on the toilet. Oh, oh milk, so, regular oh, milk, milk does that to you too. Yeah, yeah, so, regular milk. Yeah, so yeah. the combination's just no bueno. It's, it's no bueno. It's too say, say so. I usually put like I usually put creamer in my coffee, but with Exodus, I thought about putting milk in my coffee, but I just started <laughs> drinking it black recently, and I really feel it renewing my soul. I'm just going to be honest with you. Really? Oh, wow, that yeah. is crucifying the desires of the flesh, I guess. Yeah. I just, yeah. I'm just the, you get like the breakfast blend coffee, you can drink it black. You can't maybe do like a dark roast like that early in the morning because then, uh, it's... I don't know. That's, I've had some pretty strong coffee, like black, like this Lebanese coffee. Kevin, Kevin knows what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> drink it's, that black. It's kind of like a Turkish coffee, but it's, yeah. I don't know. It's just as Lebanese. It's, it's literally just Turkish coffee, but it is it's just... made by a Lebanese guy <laughs> who calls it Lebanese. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we're all doing Exodus, aren't we? Uh, although Kevin is doing the harder one. Well, oh wait, so you guys, I didn't even know this. You guys aren't doing Exodus 90? Just no, just the Lent one. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, so the weaker Exodus. No, no. Yeah, the weaker <laughs> one, I know, I know. Yeah. No, it's honestly, Exodus is is really tough. And I guess we were going to just like jumping into it. But um, it's, it is like, so you have all these different things you're engaged in in the world. And um it's the time to take a break. It's an, it's intense. Um, it's not something you should do probably, you know, for your, your whole life. And maybe unless you're like called maybe the life of abstinence, like being a monk or something like that. Um, but it's kind of like telling a friend who's addicted to smoking, like, Hey, like if you want to like prove to me that you're not like an addict, you know, stop smoking for a period of time. And it's like, you can smoke, you know, if, you know, if that's something you can control, but if you can't, then like, you know, then that's something, um, that's an addiction, you know, that is something, um, they need to detach yourself from. And that's the same, you know, same idea with like, um, a lot of the stuff we're getting up with Exodus. Hey, do you like, can you like, are you addicted to these regular earthly pleasures? Um, and yeah, so I, I think it's like a a really good time to keep your your soul in check on those things. Like, okay, for this ninety days or forty days, like, am I addicted to this, or you know, like, can I can I actually detach myself? Yeah, it's it's uh, the big one's the phone. I think that's the big one for thing right here. Yes, it drives me drives me insane. Like I told you guys when we did the uh, the 
prep for the the episode your your phone like andrew tells me to post stuff for the podcast and then i get on social media and the fact to just post something and then close out your 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 uh the app immediately it just drives me wild it's tough like i'll try to check what you posted because it's for the podcast you know and uh sometimes you know, I'll see some other stuff and I, it's hard not to scroll. It's hard not to scroll. It sounds like a lot of excuses going on. <laughs> but uh, no, no, I, I totally get it guys. I'll be honest. I like, I've gotten to the point cause I know social media apps on my phone where I'm just like scrolling through Google like your email or something my email yeah my email is like gmail yeah uh, oh my gosh venmo venmo transactions oh really venmo oh, transaction. <laughs> oh. yeah, it's, yeah it's you know, steven's banned from venmo oh really uh, oh, yeah i'm banned from venmo one of my buddies venmo me in college and i guess he didn't have enough money in his account and they were like yeah we consider this like wire fraud or something oh, so what? that's yeah that's i've never i've never contested them on it so they're like yeah no more venmo for steve so dang wow that's yeah pretty rough anyway right. so guys what's what's yeah. been the hardest part of exodus for you guys i'll be honest um, I think for me, it started out with the showers. So we have to take cold showers for Exodus 90. That's brutal. Uh, and um, I, that is last year. I did not do Exodus 90 for that reason, just because I was like, I couldn't do it. And hey, you call me here, call me a feminine, call me a coward or whatever. It's like, that was just where I was at. And, um, but now doing it and just like, kind of like saying, okay, you know, I'm in. I'm just going to try to do this. That has been like probably like one of like the least hardest uh, challenges. I would say more now it's been um, only listening to like to music that lifts the soul of God. Um, I think, I, I think it's a great practice. I love it, but it's like, you can't like listen to anything on YouTube or on, you know, or any kind of music that's not related to spiritual life or spiritual things. And um, so, yeah, I've been missing out on all this American redemption because of this, you know, this stupid rule. <laughs> but no, it's like, but it, that for me, I think is just like the idea. It's like, man, I can't really partake in a lot of that. Um, worldly that, pleasures. Yeah. World, yeah. Worldly pleasures. It's like, it's, I've honestly, I, I've looked at myself and it's like, wow, I'm, I'm pretty pathetic because I like sometimes like I'll I'll like I'll, I'll be honest like I've I've failed at times and just like my like, man like I, I like I totally messed up in that regard it's like that is something that is is really challenging for me to give up. Oh yeah, real quick for for those who don't know what is what's Exodus? Tell them about Exodus. 90. Oh my gosh, we kind of just jumped into this. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about so, it like previously, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yes. So, um, just as an overview, if you're going on to this episode for the first time, Exodus is an ascetical um, program for men. You do it in a group. It's supposed to be like a fraternity thing, and they are um, acts of fasting, almsgiving, and prayer to help you guys grow closer to God um together in your in your group um during lent or do the 90 days which is the exodus 90 is the full version or there's the lent version which is just during lent um and the practices are um you have to pr- 
pray for an hour a day, which is like the biggest one I think is, is great. Um, you have to take short, cold showers, abstain from eating between meals, abstain from soda and sweet drinks, abstain from desserts, uh, abstain from alcohol, unnecessary phone use, unnecessary computer use, video games, TV, music um, that doesn't lift the soul to God, um, non-essential purchases. Um, you have to get seven hours of sleep, make a nightly exam, exercise regularly, uh, fast on Wednesdays and Fridays, and abstain from meat those days too. That's quite the hefty load. That's a lot of stuff. That's, That's a lot. lot it's a stuff. lot. It is a lot of stuff for sure. Um, but I would say um, the real uh, gem, the real group, good part of this exodus is you don't do it alone. Uh, and I think um, if you're looking at this for the first time, uh, there's probably some people that may be like, oh, that's that's really easy or that's or that's really hard. And it's like, I'm not going to give all that stuff up. It's like, um, it's like, well, the real good aspect of this is that you do it in a group um, and you have other people who are helping you meet these challenges. And you'll probably all fail one point or another. But it's you got to get back on horse and keep going. Um, and if it's too hard, you can actually add more discipline. So if you want to do, if you listen to uh, Taylor Marshall's podcast on traditional Lent and you want to add that in there too, you can go, there's an app for this and you can go and add that, um, those things too, or, or whatever you want, um, depending on where you're at. Uh, but, um, and you also, yeah, you also have to check in with one person uh, in your group a day and just, just like make sure uh, you're really on track and everything. But uh, I don't know, guys, did I miss anything on that? Or is No, you covered it. So you know, it's a bunch of hard stuff, but, yeah. but why Why are we doing it, you know? Why, why are we doing it? Why are we doing it? Okay. I had, I like was thinking about the scripture uh, this morning, if I can read it. I don't know. Uh, if I can just go for it. Go, yeah, for, go it. for it. Yeah, go for it. Okay. So Galatians 5, 16 uh, says – Live by the Spirit. I say, do not gratify the desires of the flesh. Boom. Uh, for what the flesh desires is opposed to the Spirit. And what the Spirit desires is opposed to the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to prevent you from doing what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now, the works of the flesh are obvious fornication, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. So he's saying it's obvious, you know, it's like you can, you can tell what this is. Um, and as I'm warning you, as I warned before, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. You think about this, he's saying those who live by the flesh and not by the spirit, though they will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's a scary that's a scary reality. It's yeah, like, yeah. Since yeah. we're starting to read the gospels a little bit, it's like a lot of it is scary. <laughs> it's like Jesus is saying a lot of people are not gonna go in, yeah. enter the kingdom of heaven, you know. And you go do similar scriptures like this. You go to First Corinthians uh six, um nine, it talks about in that list is included. Um, this Greek word, um, what's often translated as, um, in my Bible, it says men who have sex with men won't inherit the kingdom of God. That one's obvious. 
Uh, but a deeper translation is uh, this Greek word malakoi, uh, could be pronouncing that wrong. It's actually effeminate. And a lot of older translations said the effeminate won't inherit the kingdom of God. And I'm pretty sure Thomas Aquinas, is, uh, defi- Thomas Aquinas uh, defines effeminacy as those who are not willing to suffer due to an attachment to pleasure. Um, wow. And you can also go in deeper. It says uh, it's more, it says softies, you know, it's like soft, you know, and like, and in Revelation 28, uh, 21, 8, it says the cowardly won't enter the kingdom of heaven. So it's like, man, like, I'll be honest. Like, I'm not the toughest dude around. Like, I, like this part of this guy could, definitely calls me out, too. And, it's, and you know, I wouldn't um, despair looking at this because, like, hey, everyone really has areas to grow in this regard. But it's like we have to fight against it. We can't just totally succumb to it. And part of Exodus it's really, it's a great grace to go through this because now it's like, this is your opportunity to, to not gratify the desires of the flesh, to make sure you are being led by the spirit and not just be totally diving into every uh, desire of the flesh you have. So you can really build that discernment and really know, you know, which way you're going with that. Um and like really keep your soul soul in check um, and build that detachment uh, from your flesh, uh, fleshly desires. So um, yeah, so you can follow God better. And I just think like, think about how like much of a grace this is, especially for the church to have this time to say Lent. It's like, this isn't like, it's like God, you know, needs Lent. You need Lent. You need Lent to get out of these things like you need to get out of this like um whatever sins you're stuck in um and to to get to to get to heaven so yeah no that's that's entirely true yeah we need we need lent to to find god you know jesus didn't go out into the desert to be tempted by the devil for 40 days because he wanted to you know he, he he went out to you know he, he was put to the test and and he a- answered God's call he said yeah I'm not gonna succumb to Satan yeah I'm 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 sick I'm tired uh, I'm hungry I'm lonely I'm all of these things but I'm not going to be tempted by Satan's evil ways yeah I really like that point that's a we really need lend not God doesn't need lend that's a that's good because yeah we like, need it Jesus yeah. went out there to set an example for us and it's it's more it's like about us taking it's the time to reset kind of give up something that we've been lax about mm. a bad habit that's been been growing it's a really good to have that every year yeah a, and i, I you know, love what you said there Stephen. because think about it. it's like if jesus went out and fasted 40 days it's like we gotta you know we gotta fast for that's, sure. you know, that's that's a good point that's why i always wonder why does it have to be 90 exodus 90 why isn't lent enough that's what i think about exodus 90 oh okay okay i mean <laughs> um I, I would actually you know i'd have to look that up but i think definitely maybe it's preparing you it's the extra preparing you to go to lent because sometimes um you know, but then I guess that blend is a preparation for Easter. So it's like, you know, you're you prepared, prepared to be prepared. I guess it's like, maybe yes. I think what it's really, I would think about 
for a lot of the reviews on Exodus, the reviews have been like from women and just saying, hey, I've really won back my husband. Like they're really like this person is really, uh, you know, they're more masculine now. They're, they're not, you know, just like a lazy uh, couch dad or something like that. You know, it's it's really I think that 90 days is to develop those habits, especially for people who have not really been too involved in the spiritual life and in that um, like denying their flesh and all that kind of stuff and just being effeminate, you know? All right. So Kevin talked about the three pillars of Exodus, prayer, aestheticism, and fraternity. So when we think about these, I heard this really great quote from my priests when I went on Ash Wednesday, and this has really stuck with me as like what I really need to hone in on for Exodus. And he said to start the mass, this, this really just stuck with me. As we enter this holy season that brings us closer to the Lord, we acknowledge our sinful nature and the demons that seek to ruin our relationship with God. Therefore, we must arm ourselves with the spiritual weapons of prayer fasting and almsgiving mm. and i just thought that was fantastic now you could you could uh, sub in your your the 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 same three pillars from exodus but i i just find that fantastic and he referred to them as as spiritual weapons that these are tools that are going to make us make us stronger they're going to give you the necessary tools so when we go into our main topic today we do exodus again it's because we're looking to further the the desire of our spirit not the desire of our flesh because those who give in to the desires of the flesh won't reach the kingdom of heaven which kevin greatly articulated to us so the main topic today is make disciples of all nations and uh, obviously, it's from um, Matthew 28, and it says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now, when we were prepping for the episode I think Kevin made a fantastic point because I was just thinking on the first part, go and make disciples of, of nations. You're given these spiritual uh, weapons, as the priest said, the spiritual tools to go and make disciples. But Kevin brought up that the second part is equally, if not more important than the first in teaching them everything that I have commanded you. Like we have been given this like quest by god it's 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 exhilarating it's it's our life's adventure it's it's our it's our cross to bear it's it's our burden and we should just rally around that it's it's really exhilarating oh for sure and um there's just really great things to point out like about both both things but i think all of us um especially who who are starting to get involved in our faith can really get involved in that point of teaching like them to obey everything I've commanded you. Um, if you're in like a young adult group, if you're in a campus ministry, um, 
you know, foster there's like that community of, you know, discipleship, really help each other, you know, strive for the kingdom of heaven, whether it's, you know, whatever kind of community you're in. Um, and also too, um, one thing you can do is um, start teaching catechism, start teaching catechism to um, at your church. Um, they uh, always need people to do it. Um, depending on your church, I'm sure it's, it's different everywhere. Um, catechism, youth group, uh, Getting an or yeah or just or just really hunker down in you know your young adult group uh, campus ministry or um, or whatever kind of men's group or you're in is always opportunities really to do that um, and definitely too uh, and going out and, and making disciples um, you know at your workplace um, you know I think there's a lot of different groups that do uh, cold contact evangelism I know uh, St Paul's uh, street ministry um different stuff like that is there's a lot of resources wanted to mention that quick to really get involved in that uh making disciples yeah and, it, and it's just amazing just the even the couple weeks that we've been doing exodus how much better i feel like just walking with 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 my head up and being willing to you know just talk about the the faith with people you know just out, out loud and 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 openly and really just wanting to re- relay like the info like I feel I feel mm-hmm. a burden almost like lifted off of off of myself and I just want to I just want to share that with so many almost like everyone I everyone I meet yeah it's it's exciting yeah it, yeah and no that's um fantastic that you mentioned that too just because I, I definitely can relate because it comes from like your relationship with God that you want to share that. I think I'll be honest. So um, I previously was involved in a uh, Protestant church um, that was hyper focused on evangelism. And it was like, if you weren't evangelizing cold contact every day that you're like, Oh, it's like, Oh, that was like a huge sin. Like you'd have to like confess that. And um it was like a very tough burden because what they were often telling people to do was for people who didn't like, cause a lot of us were new. Like a lot of us were just getting started in faith. And it's like to share, not really from, it was more out of like a fear of like the superiors, like yeah. and out of just like, then out of like the love of God in your heart. And I think what Exodus and you, even just your example there, it's like, you know, getting that like ability to, to share uh, about the faith is really a grace from God, but it's like, you know, it's God filling you up so much that you're, you know, you're that lamp that doesn't want to be put under a bowl. Like, you know, like scripture says, like you, you were the shining city on the hill that comes from a deep, deep interior, uh, dear interior life of prayer, um, which Exodus really flourishes that with the, like forcing you to pray for an hour, uh, our day really can develop that strong relationship with God. Yeah. And, and the, the part that I like is to, it just comes out naturally. And I, I don't like walk up to every person I know, like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, do, I'm doing, um, Exodus. Oh, I'm doing all the, all this prayer. I'm doing all this fasting. Cause I mean, we, we, we go back to the, uh, the scripture and Jesus, Jesus talks about people who are, who are hypocrites it's like when when you when you mm. fast don't tell anyone you're fasting when you give alms don't tell anyone you're you're giving alms don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing mm. and so it's 
it, it it's just from a place of being genuine. It's like, oh, why is this person so happy? And then you can get into it. It's just living your life with, you know, that burden, that, that cross that you have to bear, but it's just picking it up genuinely and having high energy and not being effeminate, like you were saying, not being uh, just... Oh, what was me from my hands up? It's like, no, getting, getting back up on that horse and, uh, going at it again. That, yeah. If we become stronger, more diligent people of faith who reject sin and are willing to, you know, try get knocked down, uh, nine times, get up, get up 10, we are going to make disciples of nations. And when you're doing this, I, I look at it as, an, an analogy like you, you, we, we each have our own little little rowboats okay let's say we each have our own our own boat if your boat has has a hole in it and you know obviously you have a problem i know you talked at the beginning about uh addictions we have to certain things if you're taking on water on your boat and constantly doing things that get you back into into sin well you you have to start shoveling water out of out of your own boat if you if you i move my boat over to your boat and my boat's taking on water. Like we're both, we're both going to go down. So it's a person working on their own life and you getting to a place where you're able to receive the grace of God to say, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm finally to a point where I can start. I can, I can start helping other people because you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In the, the modern world, uh, Jordan Peterson talks about it a lot. It's like clean your own room and get your own room in order before you worry about the world. It's like, yeah. Wow. You, that's, that's, yeah. Amazing. that's a yeah. great You, you wow. can't, you, yeah. It, yeah. It, he says like, yeah, don't put your house in order before you go and criticize the world. And mm. my priest the other day was saying something that was like kind of encapsulating all this. And it was, I was getting fired up because he basically said like what this podcast is about. He said that if we want to have like a good nation, Christian nation, you, you get there by, by having like everyone become virtuous. He said, if, you know, if everyone was virtuous, there'd be no problems in this country. We'd have them all fixed. And he was criticizing how a lot of people are just like doom and gloom. They want to criticize that. They want to criticize this. They're all being reactionary. We've got to be proactive and the way to do that is is becoming virtuous ourselves. And then you go and influence people with that. And then that is how you fix all the problems in the world. Yeah. It's like the take the plank out of your own eye, right? Or you get inspected. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's uh, that's a really and I I just like to say too, like it's definitely on that walk too. There's probably times where we'll fall on one end or the other. There's probably times where we need to have that time of just prayer and just like you know maybe this week is not going to be all about sharing everything it's kind of more of like hey i need this time with god i need time in adoration and stuff like that um but i think one thing i've noticed is that god really puts people in your life that you will like he's kind of calling you to share with and he like he will give you um People like you will open those doors for you. Like when you really pray and, and seek out those opportunities. Um, and I think just, just one example, um, since we're talking about Exodus 90. Um, so I was talking about this with just a friend. It came up because 
he was talking about um somebody was trying to date like and he was like oh he was talking about oh there's probably so many uh, guys in this girl's dms on instagram and we were just talking and just came up there i was like oh yeah i, actually, I don't have instagram and he's like what he's like he was like so shocked he was like are you how do you live like <laughs> it's like what is going on and it's like it's like no yeah like i've actually i've given up b- before x was 90 just because i just and you know it's too too addicted um for sure and um but part we got talking about xs 90 from that and and just like it really opened a door for like spiritual conversations and it's kind of just you know something that just came about and um i think but what i've noticed from just from talking with different people that happens to everybody it just you know these situations god will present uh present them to you you just gotta you know it's almost like you build up you learn all these skills you have your prayer life with god and then like when that time comes you just got to take advantage of the moment and really you know be willing be willing to be open and willing to share and and you know say things that are you know might be a little bit risky but at the same time if you're like found like have a like good solid foundation in your faith it's it's really not risky it's like you know what you're doing um but yeah yeah definitely uh that guy turned out to be a freemason so oh please, uh. please pray for him. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist what a yeah, twist yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh yeah that could be i'm not sure if you guys did an episode on that that could be a it- Andrew wants to so bad. I don't know a lot about the Freemason. I just kind of make jokes. I think it's funny for the meme. Like every time we see a a Freemason like temple, we're always like, "Oh, we gotta go yo pee on that." Yo pee, yeah, yeah, we peed on the Freemason temple and. Uh, no, when when Andrew came to visit la- last week, uh, next next to my church, there was a uh, there was a lodge, and, and and Andrew just looks at it while we're walking by, and he goes, he goes, it's really, he goes, they're really out here battling for souls. I mean, it was right next to it. It's like on the same property. It's, apparently, they always do that. The Freemason temples like go up right next to Catholic churches all the time. That's what I hear. Wow! Yeah, that's really yeah. interesting. Huh. Uh, um, I, I, that was yeah. so good. I, I I forgot about that. I don't even remember that saying that. that. You you did. <laughs> Yo, speaking of churches that are evangelistic, uh, me and Andrew were at the Cathedral um, of the Magdalene in Salt Lake City last summer, and they have script. It's in Salt Lake City, you know, Mormon capital of the world. And they have their cathedral there, and it has all these scripture verses specifically to convert the Mormons on there. So it's like, it's it's a very very cool. Oh church. yeah, that was really yeah. interesting. Yeah. So um, they have like you know you are Peter and I found this rock I found my church and all that. So it was really good. Um, but um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, this make disciples of all nations. Is that is that have another meaning other than just kind of go out there and convert people, or is that really the heart of it? I would I would say that that's the heart of it, but it it, it does have very different meaning. It it just means to be willing to go out and preach the 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 good news to people i feel like i feel like we've been so 
um, pit, pigeonholed in, in society a little bit. Like Kevin was talking about, yeah, he talked he talked to someone who didn't have uh, Instagram, and that was like, and they were like, what? How do how do you live? And that's just like one little worldly desire that like if you if you give up people look at you like you're some kind of almost like radical today it, it's it, it, it's so it's so easy to start broaching these conversations once you you look into it and once you start looking into your own heart and cleaning up uh, like like we said making your Fulfilling your room. Yeah, clean, yeah. Clean, cleaning your room and fulfilling the desires of the spirit. Yeah. Well, also, I think it's interesting that it specifically says nations. It's not talking about just like convert the population. It says make disciples of all nations. So mm. it's not enough yeah. to just have a bunch of Christians in that nation. No, it's make nations virtuous. And how do you how do you do that? You talked about uh, having. Uh, oh, I, I have an amazing amazing quote for this situation i do not know who said this quote but i, I remember hearing it that if if you ha start with yourself like exodus is obviously for men you have a strong man of faith a strong man of faith attracts a strong woman of faith a strong man and a strong woman of faith build uh, create strong strong children strong children create a strong family unit a strong family unit creates a strong community, and a strong community creates strong nations. Mm, that's what I, we're all about. I yeah. love that. I love that. That's so awesome. I, I mean, that's wow. what we're all about. Yeah, yeah. Text that to me after this. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. I think it's that is a really solid point because I think what can come into our minds is like right away. I gotta get my Bible. I gotta go out there and start street preaching. Like like a, up a storm, you know. And it's like, but it's like, you know, none of us, as far as I know, none of us do that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Just being honest, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think it's like if you're called to that, um, you know, I've been there doing cold contact evangelism. Um, I definitely don't think for me that was um, something I like do often, but um, uh, I wouldn't be opposed to it for sure. Um, I, yeah, and, I, I always wonder how well that works. Like our friend Tom liked to do that in state college on like Friday yeah. nights and everyone was drinking. He called it drunk <laughs> yeah, evangelizing. Yeah. And it was like, people were just like, why are you talking to me? I'll be honest. Yeah. Success rate, probably pretty low, but there's always that one person. Like sometimes you just meet that one person and it's just like, it changes like their life. Like I remember we were just sitting there uh, one time at Penn state and just like, we were having a Bible study with this one guy we met randomly and then um, like it didn't go that well. I think they, they didn't really want to like, I guess um, really change. I forget what really was going on, but all I remember is like, it wasn't like, wasn't too great. But then we turned around um, and just like asked the person behind us, like, Hey, you, wanna, you know, it's like, Hey, you want to like set it by or something like that? And then, then they did. And um yeah, and then they actually um, just started diving deeper in their faith life and everything like that, just from that encounter. Um, but like, I, I think any those are kind of cool moments you can share, and, and you talk to anyone who's like really involved in evangelism, and those, they'll have like insane stories. Like, if you go out and I, that's why I'm, I'm not saying don't like street evangelize. I I, I think no, yeah, I, I, yeah. I I see where you're trying to get at. Yeah, no, we're not we're not saying every everyone has to be 
standing on a on a corner, you know, uh, mm-hmm. thumping their Bible, like pointing at everyone who walks by. But I I see it as, uh, okay, th- this is this is the analogy that popped into my head, so I'm, I'm gonna go for it. It's like walking into like uh, a, a like a Walmart or like a grocery store at like. Uh, ten o'clock at night, and like you have like a, you you have you have like 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 a hoodie on, and and you're you're trying to like buy buy a loaf of bread or or like or like some something like that, and you 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 look kind of like a like 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 a homeless person or or something like that, and you're you're literally just trying to to like get by with your day. It's it's just I guess walking. A little bit more uh, upright and just where? where oh you, gosh, I don't understand that analogy. You're buying bread as a homeless man. I don't understand. What's yeah. going on? Take it, 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 it's just such like a worldly. It's just like oh, like oh, I'm just some. Uh, uh, I don't know, modest citizen, just like trying to get by. It's like, no, I'm a, I'm a child of God. I'm, mm. I, I'm it's just carrying yourself different. It's like walking out of the house and yeah, I'm wearing, I'm wearing sweatpants right now. Cause I'm in my house, but it's like walking out and like, um, lo- lo- looking a little better, a feeling, feeling a little better. And it, it's, show up, look good, post Satan, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah, J- Jackie literally just just showed it to me. Uh, literally just made the motion to me from across across the room. But yeah, it, it's oh. it's entirely the three step plan. It, it's yeah, showing up, looking good, opposing Satan. It, it's doing again. That was that was the first plan implemented by the podcast and it will be effective from now until the end of time. It, 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 it's it, universal, man. It's, it, it it's is. simple, but it's so it's tough. Like it's that's a tough plan, but it's like you got to stick by those, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So again, just to reiterate on your on your point, yeah, we, we're not expecting everyone to immediately become a street evangelist, but it's just you know what? If you've been blessed by the grace of God, walk out into the world like you've been blessed by the grace of God, not like you're. That scene, that, that's how I was looking for it. Walk yes. out into the world like you've been blessed by the grace of God, not like you're like some homeless guy walking in the Walmart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think okay. I, I was going to mix it up and say, Not that I'm guy. like anti like homeless guys, but like, you know, we we do believe in in optics. Optics are important. Men, yes. men, I, men of God yeah. should look a particular way. I, I believe this. That's not a controversial statement. Mm, I, I, I totally agree. And it's like, you know, showing up. All right. the that's that's what I was getting at. So we'll, yeah. we'll maybe we need to keep the other part in for context. But I'll yeah. in just because it's funny. It's like what is he talking about? It's funny, yeah. um, but also to that point though about the homeless people, you know, that's what a great way to just you know if you want to start doing some kind of like evangelism like that, like you know, talking to homeless people. I like, guess not. Like, isn't that too hard? Like, I'm sure wherever you are, there's probably homeless people like got no shortage of them in America. Right. So, um, you know, even, even just like that aspect, um, because there is a certain, you know, aspect of, uh, justice, you know, we owe to the poor, right? Like these are people who, who have nothing. We, we've been blessed, you know, beyond all measure. Right. And, um, you know, and 
opening up that opportunity. And a lot of times you'll have, there can be very faithful people um, for sure. And I think even that aspect too, like a lot of them can be very faithful, but I would uh, be on the watch right now too, just because I, I work at like a, a factory um, with a lot of like blue collar workers. Um, and uh, there has been a big trend that I've seen where more, um, more people um, in poorer communities, uh, these that I've seen there, have been kind of buying into this LGBTQ agenda. Um, whereas before, it seems like, you know, a lot of poor people, which still still today, have like their hope and foundation in, in Christ, and like through a lot of their struggles. Um, but yeah, no, that is something that maybe the left has been hawking on, uh, which is kind of sad to see. Um, but yeah, just like taking some time to, out to do that can really help but, you. I mean, even just develop that evangelism yeah. too. If yeah, but if if you if you think about it, like, would it not make sense for uh, Satan and, and demons to prey on the weakest and most vulnerable among us? Like right. That, and I mean, that that's that's low hanging fruit. Yes. Yeah. That's what we, we have to care for the poor. And it's like, you know, how we treat the least, um, the least of yeah, these is how that, we treat God. Yeah, that right? what you did to my least of, the least of my people, you did unto me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, we, like, that's just one way. It's like, to make sure we, you know, really love them. That's even just a start, you know, right? And, um, but also, also too, yeah, I, just going back to what you said before, I love what you said, Stephen, there. It's just like, if we, yeah, really live that genuine life, and create like generally general this Christian community at the just the base level, you know, with your own family. Like I, I always think about that, like the order of love. Like God, you know, pours your love into you, and then like if you have a spouse, it goes to your like then you love your spouse really well, and then you love you know your family really well, and then that kind of love spreads out to others, right? So it's like, if you don't love, you know, your own family, like, how do you expect to love other people like strangers? Right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, just loving those around you can increase the, the love you have for, uh, you know, the people you want to make disciples. Yeah. I, th- I think that's so cool that they say mar- that marriage is the closest thing on earth we have to God's love for us. Hmm. That's, wow. That's a really good point. Yeah. And I think that's and it makes sense because in every covenant, what does God say? Go be fruitful, multiply, right? So mm-hmm. it's that is you know it is a reflection of the Trinity, right there. So yeah, that's amazing. And I know you, Stephen, are you're, you're engaged, right? We or, are very much in the process of planning on this. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't want to rush things for sure. Yeah. So yeah, if but, that's what your calling is too, and. And, and also, you know, and, uh, you know, priests also just have that, um, kind of have that aspect too with, with the church. Like they're all, you know, they like married to the church in a way. It's like, that, that's, you know, so they, there's like aspect of marriage in everyone's vocation too. So, um, and you, and you think about, um, you know, the mass, you know, it's the, the marriage wedding supper of the lamb, right? It's like, so that is, that's always, uh, kind of reflected there. Um, but, um, yes. And also just a quick, uh, little aspect on 
Um, and I don't, I don't want to say this to be braggadocious, but this is just the reality of street evangelism. If you go out and street evangelize, pray, 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 <laughs> pray a lot just before you do that, just because it makes a big difference. I've um, went and prayed. Um, I, I did it like a month internship for, uh, for this one church, just being like a helping out the campus ministry and then uh, just doing different different things with my my campus ministry. Um, we're at this uh, one place. We just always make sure to pray before we go out. And you, you pray like very specific prayers, like God, like I want to just like meet someone in red, and like I met someone in like a full red tracksuit, like <laughs> red shoe. Like it was insane. Or less like I pray. I was like I want to have someone be willing to just open up the Bible on the spot and it'll happen. Like I would say like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of prayer that um, can go into that. And um, you know, if you feel like really called to that, if you have a group around you that's doing that, um, you know, Hey, um, get involved in that and just like, I think, I think that's, I think that's a fantastic point you make because so many, so many people, subscribe to this worldview that prayer is a, a very uh taking a step back uh aspect where you're saying through street evangelization uh, event say say the word um evangelization real quick kevin thanks for saying the word braggadocious <laughs> yeah, you're, really, you're really increasing the vocabulary of our guests <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> no people see prayer as a very very laid-back thing like yes in in the in this in the scripture when uh uh jesus talking about like go in the deepest part of your, your home, close the door. And that's where you pray to your heavenly father. Like that's, that, that's a thing. But I, I like what you're saying that you're treating prayer as a very proactive thing to what Andrew was talking about. That's you going out in the world and saying, God, allow me to do this, you know, through your will and, and reach these people. That's a very, proactive and forward thinking almost like speaking it into existence like god yeah. allow this allow this to happen through me and this leads us amazingly into the final portion of the episode which is how do we allow the lord to guide our hand which mm. I, I, you didn't even plan it. You don't even have my notes in front of you, and you're out here. You're out here. You're, you're out here saying like, "Oh yeah, let the Lord flow through me." You know, like in my like. Yeah. That's that's incredible, and yeah, that's, that's, that's where good, where I have some of the uh, the this the scripture quote, quotes here, where Psalms thirty two, Psalm thirty two, uh, verse eight, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. <laughs> I will counsel you with my eye upon you. That's straightforward. Mm. I'm, I'm going to instruct you and teach you in the way you pray on it and, uh, and call upon God's grace. And he's going to counsel you with his, his eye looking down on you. Hmm. That's yeah. That's amazing. And, and just like, I, kind of guess what we're talking about. Like, you know, God is, God is here. Like, He's listening and he will counsel you like that aspect is just praying specific things too. just like, you know, he's, he's there. Right. 
Yeah, and then the next one we have Isaiah fifty eight eleven, and the Lord will will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong. You shall be like a water garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Like you can be in like the most barren desert. Like imagine the most like decrepit, like rundown, like city in America that you could possibly be like preaching on right now. When you go out with the grace of God into that place, like that, that's why, uh, again, you talk about people moving away from cities and moving away from places that don't align with their values anymore. The people that stay in those places, like they, un- they understand the, the will of God. They, they are like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. They are an oasis in a barren desert to those people because they're still willing to preach the word of God to some people who unfortunately don't want to hear his calling. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's a really, really good point. Um, I just love the aspect you mentioned too, just like being like open, just like being like open um allowing the lord to flow allowing his grace to flow through you it just yeah and i think um uh i'm not sure how much scripture i can read here um as um, as, as much as much as you want as much as yeah so this because i thought like really came to me in my young adult group um because there's two kind of rich men we see uh, there's a lot of rich men we see in the gospels Um, oh yes but i think we we really hawk on um, the rich young ruler be like, man, this guy, like, you know, this dude couldn't give up his wealth and so like that for the kingdom of God. You think about that. That's even an aspect. He was not willing to be an open vessel. Um, but I, I love the more positive case is with, um, Zacchaeus. Um, and in Luke 19, it's like kind of like the short little story of Zacchaeus here. Um, so Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus, who was the chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not see it because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass by that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And I have, if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to, them, said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and save the lost. And I just love that aspect. Uh, I've heard a lot of different like sermons on that, about like just like the aspect of like someone running at that time is also like, you know, very dishonorable and you're climbing a good tree. Like you're kind of exposed because you know you're wearing a tunic and, and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, it's very um, just like this like think about it. Even when we saw that today we saw like some rich dude in a suit run up and like <laughs> go on the street and, <laughs> you know, so we would be like what the world like what's going on it's like but that aspect of like humility and just like you know he saw what was right and good and, and true he saw christ and was just willing to do anything 
to get close to him. And and also too, like you notice here, like he didn't give away all of his possessions. He said he gave only away only gave away half, right? It's like so it wasn't kind of like the rich young uh, ruler, and that's why you kind of see like you know you don't have to give all your money away, but it's like kind of like this aspect of he, he's willing, you know, to detach himself from the world. He was willing to go after God. I, I just like he's opening himself up. He's being humble. It's like it says, um, and James says, you know, God gives grace to the humble and opposes the proud. It's like that little aspect of humility, even here, just like just a little aspect of just climbing up the tree, just to see, just to see Jesus, you know, that just made him like an open vessel for Christ to come to him. Right. That's so awesome. I think, I, I just think that's, um, you know, it gives a lot of hope too, because it's like, you know, it can be hard. Like it can be hard to not, like detach yourself and be hard to do like, you know, to be doing what God calls you to do. But yeah, it's like, I mean, just, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're doing it. And there, there's, there's ups and downs to it. The, yeah, the, yeah. the e- Exodus is there's, there's things that you're like, Oh, I, I could, I could, I could continue with this. And then there's things like, yeah, after I'm done with Exodus, I'm going to be okay to go back to doing some of these other things. Like, mm. yeah. And I think, one aspect, I'm sure you guys noticed it, like, there there probably is some stuff you'll go back. Like, you probably, you know, listen to regular music, probably, you know, have snack here and there, right? You know? Yeah. Uh, but it's like, but there's an aspect, I, I, I think you guys have seen it, like, how much stuff that you don't need. It's true. And how much stuff is actually just getting in the way of your prayer it's, life. It's background God. noise. It's just background noise. And it's like, and it really is spiritual warfare. And I, I think that's one thing. It's like important to mention to you. It's like, yeah, this might, this might, stuff might seem really hard and um, just to do, but that's because the devil has control in your life. That's just, that's like, that's because like there is, you know, there is like that evil like inside of you. And like, this is just way to get over that. Right. And, um, you know, it says, you know, resist the devil and he will flee you. Right. And that's, this is part of that resistance. It's like part of like, you know, get the hell out of you. You know, it's like, you know, it's like we, uh, it seems hard because we're just so attached to the world. Right. And, um, that's, it says also James, um, he quote nearly friendship with the world is enmity with God. Like, you know, and that's just the reality of it. It's just like, if we just like keep, um, diving into this, like, uh, all this, all this stuff, it's, it's really just, putting us farther from God. So that's, this time is really allowing us to detach from that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a time where becoming or being ardent disciples of Christ almost becomes like, like we said, like second nature to us. It should be, um, you, you shouldn't even, you shouldn't even have to, to, to think about it. It's like what we were talking about, like letting the, the Lord flow, through you and it's that a strong-willed person of faith won't quiver in a situation of right or wrong because they know what the lord wills they they've 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 said they've said their prayers they've 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 read the scripture they've they've fasted they've uh, they've have a strong backing in faith so when 
it comes time for them to be tested. I mean, you, you again, we go back to the situation of Jesus being tempted in the desert. He mm. knew all the scripture right off of uh, it, Satan's like, throw yourself down from from uh, this this steeple. And, and Jesus was like, don't put the Lord your God to the test immediately. Right. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that's an aspect too. Just like really knowing scripture too can really help you through that. Um, but also one thing I saw too was after that, after Jesus goes through that, it says the angels came and attended to him, right? And I think that's like part of it too is, you know, God, it says in James here, God yearns jealously for the spirit he has made to dwell in us. And it's God loves you. He loves you so much. And we don't want to be motivated out of fear and he wants to help you, but we have to go through these trials to get over, you know, get over these sins and to be detached. Um, so we can, so we can be with him in heaven, but like we should be motivated out of love, uh, out of love doing that. And, you know, God, you know, God loves us first. You know, he, he wants us to succeed. You know, Christ said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. You know, it's like, this stuff is actually not hard. Technically, you know, living in the world and engaging all that sin, that's harder. You yeah. know, that's actually making you live a worse life. It's easier to give it, uh, give it all up. It's easier to, 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 you know, do what Christ called you to do. It leads to a better life in the long run. Yeah, it leads to a better life, a more fulfilled life. Yeah, right. it, it ties in with American Redemption. Be a, uh, be a disciple. Be a be a patriot. Be a pioneer. Leave your belongings on on the 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 the, the side of the road. You know what? All 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 you need is is again. You, you need your faith. You need you need your fr- you need your family. You need good friends, and that's the way we're going to improve our spiritual life and uh, save our country. Yeah, that's. That's and that's just amazing. Like we we have to um, have that hope, right? Because I think right now it looks like um, things are kind of down in the, like you know down yeah. in the dumps. Like it looks insane, especially right now with like this whole Ukraine thing. I'm not sure which side you know you guys are on that, but it's like regardless, there's a lot of people get like getting killed. And it's that, like, would be, that would be a whole nother whole that's nother, a, that's yeah, a whole nother that's a whole nother episode, yeah, but like, maybe a steve ran or two that <laughs> yeah 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 so it's like we that could, i'll, yeah, I'll, I'll whole, just i'll just say this that when there's people in the world that are struggling in in a conflict situation you know what they didn't they the, the rulers of nations are are gonna play uh politics and do what they do but pray for the people of the nation because ultimately they're they're good people there's good christian people in that country and we need to pray for them and uh pray that the lord delivers them so yeah definitely pray for the yeah amen yeah and um oh shoot what was i gonna say <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah no we have to have hope and um and i i think i was in a in confession and uh priest told me about that lisa okay pray for the like it's the virtue of hope right theological virtue right so it's actually gonna be tough to to have um but it's like that will get us out of despair 
And I think what I noticed from uh, what I've watched from the beginning about your guys' podcast, you guys are like, we want to really bring some energy to right wing movement because a lot of times you can see right wing people just talk about how bad the world is, how everything's going down the gutter, and it's like it's like, hey, there is you know there is always hope in Christ because think about we're just talking about now about how we can redeem ourselves personally and how that. If we're open, that could go for the whole nation, right? Exactly. And I think that's a great point. Yeah. It's like think about it personally, but don't lose sight of that there is hope for the country and there is hope for this whole world as we start this, you know, as we start this. And and taking up taking up doing Exodus forty, Exodus ninety, whatever you want to do, that's that's that, that's taking part in having the whole nation, whole world come change. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I think that's a good place to leave off. America needs an exodus. They need to return to the Lord with all their minds and all their hearts. Well said, Steve. Well said. So so the the call to action today is to make disciples of all nations, given the title. And we'll leave you with the quote from Romans 12, uh, 12, Mm. 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. So Mm. we will leave it to you after you renew your... Uh, your spirit and don't give into the desires of the flesh that you'll determine what is good and what is acceptable and what is perfect in the eyes of the Lord. And we will uh, set out on this, on this journey. I mean, we're already starting it and uh, we're going to finish it strong. So good stuff. Thanks for coming on, Kevin. Hey, man, this guys, this has been really, really great. I know Steven, Steven said it's going to be awesome. I just feel like, yeah, I, I really hope. Um, really hope he, he might, he might be. Yeah. Uh, Ke- Kevin's like in like definitely in my top three, maybe my favorite guest. I don't know. I like <laughs> you guys. No, uh, you guys have had some awesome got a lot of good guests. All our guests were great, you man. Guys, you guys have had amazing guests. And uh, guys, I just want to say too, this has really taken off. I feel like you guys, it's really growing. I think you guys have a really thing, really good thing growing here. Um, I'm surprised. I was like, I'm surprised these guys still ask me on. I feel like they're on the higher clientele. <laughs> right but yeah, this is it's it's amazing to be. No, you. we'll never say that about no, you. No, we take care. We take we take care of our people. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, you'll be coming back and, on again and again. Oh, yeah, awesome. I love your that. your your energy is unmatched. It's it's, it's amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All right. uh, Uh, Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Make sure to share this podcast. Give it five stars. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. See you.